Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org You're listening to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sosslin. Today we're studying Shabbat Daf Yud Chet, Shabbat 18. Our Daf begins in the middle of a Mishnah, which continues from the previous page. This Mishnah lists a number of disagreements between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel on the subject of work that is begun before Shabbat, which will inevitably continue through Shabbat. This is an issue that is halachically relevant for us today. You might imagine a crockpot, which um, is completely unused until a few minutes before Shabbat, until a half an hour before Shabbat, when you cut up some vegetables, you throw in some beans and some chicken, and you plug in the crockpot, knowing that the crockpot will do its work for you over Shabbat. By lunchtime tomorrow, all of that meat and those beans and those vegetables will have been cooked and you'll have a delicious chillant. You're not actually doing any work. You are not cooking over Shabbat, but the crockpot itself is doing the work for you. This is the thing that Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel are disagreeing about in this Mishnah. How long before Shabbat are you allowed to set up something which will happen over Shabbat, even if you are not at all actively involved, even if you are simply a passive participant in that work? So, Beit Shammai starts by saying, if you're going to soak inks and you are expecting to do that over Shabbat, no, do it so that there's time on Friday for the inks to be fully soaked before Shabbat. The same with linen or flax that you're trying to dry in the oven. Put it in the oven with plenty of time before Shabbat for it to become heated. And these, these are the issues that Beit Shammai is saying. No, you have to do the work before Shabbat. Hillel in each case disagrees and he says, no, put it in right before Shabbat. No big deal because the work on Shabbat is not being done by you. You don't have to worry. The work is being done inevitably by this other uh, passage of time, by this other product. The ink is being soaked. You're not doing it, so you don't have to worry about your responsibility. Beit Shammai takes his understanding from Shmot chapter 23, verse 12. The Torah reads, ta On six days you should do your thing. Do your work. On the seventh day, you should rest. So that so that your ox and your donkey can rest. And so that the son of your maidservant and the ger, the stranger in your midst, can also rest. And so Beit Shammai understands this idea of all of the different 
parts of your, the aspects of your home, all of the different members of your household should rest. Beit Shammai understands this to include your utensils. And he has a ruling known as Shvitat Kelim, that the utensils themselves should rest. So your crockpot, like your donkey, should be resting on Shabbat. You should not make it do the cooking for you. Now, this same issue arises when it comes to non-Jews. I hate that the connection is made so specifically, but here the issue is also about what can I have someone who is not obligated to keep the Sabbath, what can I have him do for me while I am not actively involved? So the Mishnah on our page discusses the issue of laundry. Can I bring my laundry to a non-Jewish launderer, l'choves nochri, right before Shabbat? Beit Shammai says, no, you have to give the launderer plenty of time so that you are not forcing the non-Jew to do the work for you on Shabbat. Beit Hillel says, no big deal. Bring it to him whenever, even before Shabbat. And if the sun is still up, we can assume that maybe he'll do the work before Shabbat. Now, the Mishnah brings a um, case where Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel tells us what was the practice in his household. He says, Noagim hayu beit Abba, he tells, in my father's house, and this is really where we learn what was done, what did the great rabbis do. He said, when there were white clothes, we would bring it to a kobes nochri three days before Shabbat. Now, granted, clay lavan, white clothing would take a little bit longer to wash. But in Rabban Gamliel's home, in his childhood home, the practice was to bring clothes to the launderer way before Shabbat so that there would be no issue of having the launderer have to work on Shabbat. Now, this is interesting because while Hillel is more lenient regarding the rule, the Mishnah closes by bringing Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel's family practice. And his family practice was to be very, very careful about allowing a non-Jew to do the work on Shabbat. So while we do not hold Shvitat Kelim today, we do not hold that utensils themselves need to rest on Shabbat, we are quite careful even today about the kinds of things that we ask non-Jews to do for us on Shabbat. The halacha has shifted over time, but we're still very careful about this process. We're still very careful about the kinds of things that we set up. Also on this daf is the famous line, which I hear bandied about often, this line, Shema Yechteh Lest one come to stir coals. A gzeira Shema Yechteh And this is um, the reason given for why you don't want to really leave your stove on on Shabbat. Because once you're planning to cook something, unless it's a crock pot that you can leave completely on the side of your kitchen and not pay any attention to, if you have something on your stove, it is likely that you will come to adjust the flame. 
or in Talmudic language, you will come to stir the coals underneath whatever it is you're cooking. This is a classic argument for a number of things on Shabbat that we avoid doing even though they are not biblically prohibited. It is likely that we might get ourselves into trouble simply by doing them. Shema yechteba gechalim is the reason given for not leaving something on a live stove because we might come to get involved with the flame, to get involved with the coals. These gzerot for Shabbat remind us that although certain things that we might do on Shabbat are not avot melacha, they are not the 39 central legal prohibitions of work on Shabbat, they're things we should avoid because it is likely in any human experience that we might just get involved in adding a little bit of heat or taking it away in, um, in a cooking setting. And this is something that is the case throughout the Shabbat laws, which I believe we'll see again and again throughout this Masechet. To be continued tomorrow, thanks for listening to Daily Daf Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.